Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 39. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Heather Baron gracie frontwoman for indie rock band Pale Waves. The UK band released their second studio record, Who Am I?, back in February, and the record has been receiving rave reviews since. In today's episode, Heather and I talk about being authentic in songwriting, the importance of LGBTQI role models, and how much Avril Lavigne affected the record. Here we go. Our guest today is the frontwoman for one of the most popular bands in the UK right now, Pale Waves. They've toured with acts like the 1975, Churches, and Halsey. They released their second record, Who Am I?, in February, and the record continues to receive rave reviews. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours from the band Power Waves, Heather Baron gracie Hello. Hello. Good to see you. Lovely to see you too. Uh, How, uh, where are you actually, to begin with? I'm actually in America right now. I'm in St. Louis, out of all places. I'm going to LA in a few days though. I've just been recording in Nashville, which was really cool because I've I've never been like, I've been, well, I've been there a few times, but never to create music. So that was awesome because I love country music. So I felt like a cowgirl for a tiny minute. <laughs> Did you, um, <laughs> it is a beautiful little city. Did you go to the Johnny Cash Museum or the Patsy Cline Museum? No, I didn't because I I had sessions fully booked out for every day. So um, the only day I could do anything was actually on the Saturday and everything was just so packed and with COVID and stuff, I didn't really feel super comfortable going in just yet because I'm not vaccinated right now. I will be, but not <laughs> right now. I'm trying to be safe. <laughs> that, that's a good, good, good choice. Um, this was for the Apple Music uh, home sessions, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, it was so cool. And I did some writing sessions when I was there. What was it like um, stripping down the songs from from the album and kind of playing them in a bit more of a, yeah, like a home session kind of vibe? It was really cool. I A lot of the times I always prefer acoustic versions of songs just because you can fully hear the song for what it is and... There's nothing really getting in the way. Maybe because I'm a songwriter and I'm being biased. <laughs> you know, a drummer will probably hate me saying this, but um, <laughs> yeah, I tend to always love when you can hear just, you know, the vocal and a, and a guitar or like a vocal, a guitar and a piano or something. So I really enjoyed it and it was nice to hear the songs um, in that way because obviously I've only heard them in the way that, you know, everyone's heard them. So yeah, I really loved it. 
Yeah, I think um, when you can strip something down to just those core instruments and a vocal, it really does show like the strength of the songwriting from yourself or from from other bands. Yeah, exactly. It was it was really cool. Now, congratulations on the second record, uh, Who Am I? It has uh, it is out now. It has been out since February. Um, I imagine it is after being recorded at the start of the pandemic. It's quite exciting to to finally have it out now. Yeah, it's very cool. It was a long time coming. I feel like I've lived with this album for so long. Um, but even before the pandemic, I had pretty much all of the album wrote before the pandemic. So it's been existing within my life for a long time. So it was really satisfying to give it to the world and not feel like the only one that was kind of like constantly listening to it. So I'm glad that I can give it away and I'm kind of ready to move on to the next thing now. Uh, This record, to my understanding, was written in a very different way uh, from the first record. I believe that you and, um, please tell me if I'm uh, pronouncing her name, uh, their name wrong, Kira. Yeah, that's right. Beautiful. Yeah, Kira. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know that the spelling is is, might throw some people, and so I wanted to double check. Um, I know that uh, that you and uh, they used to write the album together, but this time it was just you yourself. What was the, I guess, the the change that was brought upon? I think it happened that way because me and Kira had tried to write the second album for a long time and we were just on tour constantly and we were just kind of exhausted within ourselves, not just as like artists, but as people and we sort of like discussed it and thought it'd be a good idea to sort of, you know, just go off and just create and see what happens. And Kira started to produce all these other artists and that was amazing for them. And they're really honing in on their craft and sort of making a name for themselves as a producer, which is awesome. And Kira's incredibly talented. So, um, and then I went off and sort of just wrote some songs with, Well, I wrote most of the album with a New Zealand producer called Sam DeJong. We really got on like really well. And um, the album just sort of like came to life within a few months and it was there and it was done. And um, Kira was there for a few sessions and helped me out on the last track, Who Am I? So it wasn't like I did it completely alone. It was just more so it wasn't 50-50. Yeah, no, no, that's very fair. Uh, I believe as well that that as the band was recording the record, that it kind of flipped halfway through. You've got the recording in LA and then the pandemic kind of happened and you guys had to um, record it remotely. What was, I guess, the experience like of doing the record in like a half and half kind of fashion? To be honest, I don't think I would ever do that again. (laughs) <laughs> the half and half fashion thing, like splitting it up, having a break in the middle for me didn't really work. I sort of want to go into something and be totally consumed with it and like stay in that environment. And I mean, the tour was great what we did um, in Europe, but I don't think I would do that again. I think I would this third time round when I go around into recording again I just want to be totally consumed by it I don't want any distractions or anything to come in between of it I just want to you know dive into that world and 
create. So um, for me, it didn't really work, but um, the remote thing, the pandemic, that was really interesting because the second time around, yeah, it was mainly me and the producer that went into studio and recorded stuff. And Charlie, our bass player, actually was recording his bass parts from his home in Stoke, Stoke-on-Trent in the UK, in Northern England, because half of the band decided that they didn't want to get locked down in LA. Um, they wanted to be around their friends and family because it, you know, it was a really scary time. No one knew what was going to happen. So yeah. they wanted to fly home. So they did. But I think it was just really cool how we made it work. You know, technology is so amazing these days that we were able to, he was able to record parts, you know, across the Atlantic and then send them over and they're the parts on the actual record. So I'm, I'm glad that we were just, everyone was able to play on it. Yeah, of course. Uh, the record uh, is incredible and it does like mark a bit of a shift from your debut record where uh, that one was a little bit more um, like ethereal and synthy, whereas this has a bit more of a mm-hmm. 90s grunge, almost like 2000s guitar pop kind of sound to it. What was the shift? Was it what you were listening to at the time or, yeah, what was the the change? Um, what brought upon that change? Sorry. I think it was because I sort of had a bit more of a creative freedom. Going back to what we were talking about before, I sort of went off and just started to create what I wanted to. I didn't really think, does this suit Pale Waves? Or like, I, I didn't really have to like consider another artistic vision. So I love 90s slash 2000s alternative music. That's always been my favorite. Yeah. like genre that alongside of country music. So that was my go-to and that's just what I love to write. And when I sort of just got in a room, that's what came out. I love guitars. I'm a guitar player. Um, Kira is definitely more influenced. Well, loves like eighties music more than I do. So, mm-hmm. and they basically, you know, produced the first album. Um, so well, Kira would the music. Kira wrote all the music. So, um, yeah, it was just sort of having creative freedom and just sort of doing what I wanted to do. The um, I know that there's been a lot of comparisons. I know it's been in the media a lot with yourself and the album. Is that um, there is like almost an homage or a bit of love for Avril Lavigne um, and the record mm-hmm. and some of the songs. For you, what? Because uh, yeah. I am. Um, child of the late nineties, early two thousands, like loved Avril Lavigne for you. What, um, yeah. What is it about Avril that kind of, uh, do you love? Well, when I was growing up, I, I was a tomboy. I wasn't a girly girl. I didn't want to play with dolls. I didn't want to wear pink. I wanted to go <laughs> outside and ride my bike and ride my skateboard and, you know, hang out with my brother. And so, I didn't really see a lot of, especially in the media, I didn't really see a lot of pop stars or like strong female faces that weren't sort of, you know, dressed like the norm in a miniskirt or in a pink top or whatever. So it kind of made me feel like I was like wrong or like different in a bad way for the way I felt or the way I wanted to dress or the way I wanted to be. 
And then when I saw Avril Lavigne on MTV with Skater Boy, I instantly felt so much more comfortable in myself and so much more confident. So I think it was just her unique, well, not her uniqueness, but just like her being herself. And that's what I really connected with. And I hope that our band can do that for our fans too. Pale Waves, I feel, are very um, recognised for how, I guess, true to yourselves you are, if that makes sense. I might not have said that in the right way, but... That, yeah, uh, no, I, think... I like it. People are going <laughs> to see through you if, you if you're being fake or if you're trying to be anyone else. And we embrace who we are and we don't shy away from it. So, And that's all you can do. Accept yourself for who you truly are and embrace it. Definitely. Uh, yeah, it does come across in your songwriting as well that you guys are quite, um, that there's a lot of conviction in, in what you're singing and, and what you're saying. And that I guess for, for you, how important is it to be honest and not necessarily in someone's face, but upfront about what you're feeling or what you're thinking? It's very important to me. And I feel like as a person, that's who I am in general. I'm very much. I'll give the point straight to you. I don't really care for, you know, tiptoeing around. I just want it straight up, like give it to me. Um, That probably comes from my Scottish dad. Um, The Scots can be, you know, pretty upfront, pretty true to to who they are. And I love that about the Scottish culture. They're very, um, you know, they're very proud and... They, they will have you back always, but they'll tell you how it is. And I think that's where I kind of got it from, just sort of um, give it to them straight up. And I feel like I'm going to continue doing that throughout my songwriting. When I wrote the first record, I was pretty shy and was pretty nervous about being an artist because as an artist, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be open. You have to give away yourself to the world for anyone to sort of analyze and judge. And so that really frightened me at first, but then. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. It is what it is. People are going to, you know, hate you and people are going to love you and you just sort of have to deal with that, that, you know, not everyone's going to love you and that's okay because it's just, it's just who you are and that's being an artist. So I like to be as honest as I possibly can be. 
No, that's very fair. I think um, even the uh, some of the songs from that first album, from what I read, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is that there was a um, there was a point where you weren't using um, pronouns, pronouns to make the songs more yeah, yeah general uh, in in their delivery. But then in for that second record. Uh, thought and part of my language, but fuck it, let's do it. Let's use like proper pronouns and and have put more of yourself to the front as well. Uh, in terms mm. of, uh, I guess being a role model for someone, and whether it be uh, as you mentioned before, like a young girl or boy who doesn't quite see themselves on MTV, or for someone in the LGBTQI community, do you think it is important that people are more? Um, uh, yeah, in, in terms of it's good to, to have a mass appeal and, and be general in that sense, but it's also, do you think... It's important to sort of, yeah. yeah. I think it's really important because sexuality is a really confusing thing and as a, a young person sort of growing up, I feel like when you're in your teenager sort of like um, scale of life, everything is so much more dramatic and everything so much more you know confusing and you're sort of working out who you are you're a young adult and it is a really scary time and I think that's when a lot of people sort of figure out the sexuality or they start to like explore it and embrace it and it's really important for them to be able to see other people um that that aren't the norm that aren't straight sort of speaking out about it and normalizing it and presenting healthy representations because that makes them feel so much more comfortable within themselves and they understand that it is normal you know to have a different sexuality to the person next to you or whatever it is normal and if you can and if you do have a platform then I think it's really important that you speak up about it and because you help other people and you make them feel a lot more comfortable about themselves. So, and you give them confidence and that's what I love. And that's what our band Paleways really stand for. Yeah, definitely. Did you find when writing um, She's My Religion to be almost a, in, in terms of what you were just saying, to be like a almost cathartic kind of experience in like, being able to address it just straight to the point, using that Scottishness, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, she's my religion. You couldn't get any more straight to the point than that. Yeah, I loved it and I was really excited for everyone to hear it um, because I think it is so on the nose and the fans have really engaged with that song more than any song on the record because they feel like they have a healthy representation and they feel like we create a safe space for them where they can come to our shows and they feel like they can be who they truly are. They won't be judged. And they're in a, you know, if you come to a pale wave show, you're in a room full of people that sort of feel the same way as you. That's the sort of people that we attract our band. And I love that. And um, I'm glad that we have songs like She's My Religion and and You Don't Own Me, songs that have bold statements and messages that society needs to hear. The You Don't Own Me video, um, you co-directed 
with uh, your partner, Kelsey, what was that experience mm-hmm. like in terms of being behind the camera and doing something that wasn't just uh, the, the front guitarist woman front for a band? I loved it. For most of our music videos, I am very involved, um, but never like co-directed. So yeah, I, re- I really did love it a lot. I, I didn't really enjoy the prep work as much. So Kelsey <laughs> did handle the vast majority of that because I'm more so like, let's talk about the idea and get it done where I don't really enjoy like the endless zoom calls talking about like lighting setup and whatever. So I'm glad that, you know, Kelsey, I mean, she did most of the work to be honest, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. And what I liked the most is that my vision didn't get diluted or it didn't get adapted or changed because I wasn't involving a director that, and don't get me wrong, I love collaborating. I think it's amazing and awesome. But sometimes the vision does naturally get changed because it's another person being involved. And then that comes, you know, with their taste and their direction. So with You Don't Owe Me, it came out exactly how we envisioned it to come out. And I think we're going to continue to direct a lot of the other music videos because I felt like it was the strongest image that I sort of I felt like throughout the whole campaign but maybe I'm just being biased (laughs) no I feel like it does uh the song is like a an empowerment uh like empowered kind of tune and it does the video I feel like hits the nail on the head with the song itself I I do believe that is about being a woman in the music mm-hmm. industry or just in the world yeah, in general? Just in general. And obviously my experiences as a whole, and I've experienced a lot of sexism throughout the music industry because it is really dominated by men. But, you know, it's getting, it's getting a bit better. We're getting there slightly. But, um, yeah, it's just about being a woman in general. Yeah, the song does... Uh... I guess, have you, have you had any feedback from that song, whether it be good or bad in terms of people and uh, coming up to you and saying that it helped yeah, them I've, through something or hopefully not on the other end of the <laughs> yeah, scale? Yeah, I've had so yeah. many women come up to me and just, even men too though, they're like, thank you for creating this song because it's really opened my eyes to, you know, how to be in society or how to treat women better. So... And for women, they're like, wow, this song really empowers me. And I feel amazing when I listen to the song and I feel proud to be a woman and I feel, you know, all this inside of me. So I think it has really impacted a lot of people and that's what I intended it to do. I wanted to sort of, you know, strike up um, conversation about it. And I feel like it has done that. It's, It's very in your face too, very on the nose. I think sometimes if you want to start a dialogue, you can't beat around the bush. You do have to kind of be on the noise. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Heather, would you be happy to talk about uh, some of the songs from your playlist? Oh, yeah, of course. So the first one that I'm going to pick is 15, but Taylor's version. Okay. She recently released, you know, 
her old sort of re-recorded Taylor version and it's a song that I'm sort of constantly listening to. It soundtracked many years of my life. Taylor Swift's been pretty consistent throughout my life just as like a pop queen and sort of um, her songwriting throughout the years has just it's never disappointed. It's just grown and it's beautiful to see that. And I think she's a genius and um, you can always rely on Taylor Swift to pinpoint exactly (laughs) how you feel. She does uh, seem to kind of have a weird magic where she can do stuff like 1989 and it, and it hits, but then folklore hits just as hard as well. But exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's such a drastic change, but it's always amazing and outstanding. She's very consistent. She is. She never lets you down. <laughs> and then another song that I'm going to pick is Liz Fair, Why Can't I? Um, I think she's, I literally read her autobiography a few months ago. Um, she's a really empowering woman because throughout the music industry and her career, she really struggled with people and like men in general, sort of, sort of labeling her as like a whore because she spoke out, spoke out about like sex and what it's like, sort of, you know, all these like explicit conversations throughout her music. And so she really struggled with that. But I think that's really inspiring that she didn't like let those people define her and she was like no women can enjoy sex too that's completely normal let's normalize this so I know she got a lot of backlash for that but I really admire her for sort of sticking to her guns and just being you know just not listening to anyone and not caring and just being a truthful artist and I I love her as an artist and I wish that I can see her in concert one day but I know she's really shy a performance so i'm not sure if she's doing tour anytime soon i think she announced a new album earlier this week so hopefully yeah um, hopefully if you're still that would be amazing hopefully she'll do some shows um why can't i actually just as a very quick side note was um when listening to the new power waves album there was actually kind of a vibe of um Liz Fair, why can't I? I can see that there's, I don't know. I don't know yeah, if that makes think, sense, but it, yeah. Yeah. It is, uh, a lot of the guitars were like really influenced by Liz Fair. There's sort of like dry, slightly distorted, picky electric parts. Um, yeah. A lot of the melodies too. I was constantly, you know, listening to her when I was writing the um, second album. So her and Taylor play a great part in influencing me. That would be a um, a trio I think a lot of people would pay to see. That would be so Liz good. And Taylor. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> um, was there any other tracks that you wanted to talk about today? Um, let me have a look. I'm going to have to say a track by Avril Lavigne because, as we spoke about previously, we all know how much influence she's had on my life and my career. I'm going to go with Skater Boy because, like I said, that was the first time I ever saw Avril Lavigne on the TV, on MTV, with her side cap and 
the green shirt and the baggy <laughs> pants and I immediately I thought she was the coolest person ever and I mean she's still an absolute icon it would be amazing to do a song with her but they say you should never meet your heroes so I'm scared to meet her maybe I maybe I'll just avoid it for that that reason I, f- I feel like in tw- uh, like 2021 when things go out onto the internet they sometimes have a way of like uh, reaching them if if they if you got word that uh, she wanted to do some form of collaboration do you think that you'd agree with it or do you think it is a thing of don't meet your heroes I mean I'd have to wouldn't I, I couldn't say no <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I would have to just for you know the childhood version of me you know kid Heather I would just have to do it for that reason what song do you think uh, she lets you pick the duet if it's not Skater Boy, what would you pick? Oh, my God. Um, maybe oh, I'm With You. Such Classic. an amazing ballad. So good. I would have to do that. I mean, vocally, it's so demanding and super impressive. So um, it might take me a minute, but, yeah, that would be <laughs> so cool to do that. That would be incredible, I think. Yeah, that would, um, well, again, fingers crossed. Hopefully we'll somehow get this to her and then um, see what happens. <laughs> Amazing. Heather, thank you very much for your time today. I do appreciate it uh, and all the best with the second no record. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Heather Baron gracie for her time. The new Pale Waves record, Who Am I, is out now. We've left links in the show notes if you'd like to buy the record or stream it on Spotify. We also want to give a huge shout out to Rachel at Dirty Hit for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes where you'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.